the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. Supply chain with QSC. Mr. Malbright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special taking a look at supply chain and some of the issues with us today is, is our friends over at QSA. First and foremost, uh, a, a very nice woman that I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, Anna Chontas, uh, the EVP and Chief of Staff and Chief Market Officer for QSC. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you very much for having us here, Tim. Absolutely. Uh, and a uh, young man that I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, we both had didn't have gray hair uh, when I first met Frank West. Frank is the VP System Sales for Americas for QSC. Welcome, sir. Great to see you, Tim. Good to see you, man. Uh, we're going to talk about supply chains here in a second, but before we do that, um, Anna, we'll start with you on this. When, when you take a look at, at QSC, uh, from your position as, as kind of, you know, uh, the chief of staff is, is one of your titles there, how would you, how would you say QSC is, is doing? What would you say the state of, state of QSC is right now? So, uh, Tim, that's a great question. We are doing really, really great. So, um, obviously, the last 18 months have been very, very difficult just for any company. But um, we not only weathered the storm, but we thrived th throughout the pandemic. We actually um, invested in many, many new areas of our business. And we grew in many areas of our business, like in the systems integration business in the US. We, we grew throughout the pandemic. Um, and a lot of new exciting things has come out from uh, QSC and we expect to bring out a lot of new technologies and announcements also in the next 12 months. So I think overall we are doing really great. Uh, we have probably very similar challenges than any other company, but overall from a strategic positioning, um, we are really, really great. And Frank, what would you attribute that, that strength to and that kind of that weathering part to? I think initially we came into the pandemic with really, really good momentum um, with, you know, our heavy focus on QSIS and really taking a fairly broad market approach where, you know, QSIS's flexibility gives us the ability to bring it into a lot of different verticals and a lot of different solutions. And then as COVID really changed a lot of things, we saw some projects uh, get suspended or, you know, put on, put on hold. And we saw other verticals heat up really quickly. Higher education is a great example where, um, you know, colleges were presented with a unique challenge where they had to figure out how to go back to school without having kids on campus, without having kids in classrooms. And the government certainly helped that with CARES Act dollars. And because of our technologies and because of our really, really bright sales team that was able to pivot quickly and, and, and go after those opportunities was a real catalyst for growth for us. And as as Frank was explaining, you know that last year certainly uh, a number of different verticals uh, had some very very good years, uh, especially with with CARES Act and some other uh, government assistance. As we've come through 2020 and now we're we're towards the the second half of 21, one of the issues that that COVID seems to have caused, and, and I, I say seems to, there, there's there's different econ economists will will tell you different things, but that is is supply chain, right? You've got issues with lumber. You've got issues with with chipsets for for cars. Uh, you've got issues with with you know tablets for for stinking you know pools, and the chlorine. When you guys look at this, you know the supply chain issues and and you know what you guys have had to deal with in communicating that. You know what 
what do you see this as, 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 you know, coming to fruition inside the AV industry? Certainly, and we mentioned the chips with, with the cars, that there, there is some of that, but there are other, you know, challenges as well when it comes to supply chain. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's again, a great question. Um, I was going to say you have to just open up a newspaper to read about it, but don't, you don't even need to open it up. It was actually Wall Street yeah. Journal cover story um, a few weeks ago, how much logistics prices increased and um, how many challenges supply chain has today. Um, I think uh, turning at the end of t 2020 and turning into 2021, across the board, we have seen a, a rebound of business. Um, and I think it's many, many supply chains were unable to pivot and respond to the increased demand. In many cases, we are seeing levels above um, at pre-COVID um, levels um, for many, many um, products in terms of demand. And I think also the last couple of months showed us and exposed how complex it is to actually build products and bring them to market, starting with component availability and prices, continued with manufacturing capacity and making sure that you have the right capacity and mix. And then that coupled with logistics challenges, everything from container availability to um, um, all the different things that go into like port um, and, and um, port availability. Um, it, I think it showed how difficult it is. I think it's actually creating an effect on the AV industry where it's a lot harder today to deliver an entire project uh, because it, there is, the uncertainty is much higher in terms of when products will be shipped. And so when the concept of actually delivering a complete project um, is, is changing quite a bit in terms of um, ship complete and what any manufacturer can deliver. And when you add it up at an aggregate level, it is much harder to have all the different components of your project delivered. So that's what we are seeing um, and hearing from the market today. Really quickly, Frank, I'll ask you a question in a second, but and you you hit on something there, and it's it's an interesting kind of behind the scenes, you know, uh, man behind the curtain look into how complex it really is to bring some of these projects or products rather to market. What do you think the the integrators, the you, your customers, are going to take away from this experience? Certainly. We will get through this, right? The, the industry as a whole will get through um, this. It depends on who you talk to. Some say six months, some say a year, some say two. But we will come out of this this challenge. What do you think the, the integrators uh, will take away, and, and maybe even their clients will take away from this experience, understanding how complex or, or realizing how complex it is to bring a product to market? So uh, I think there are a few things. One is um, a higher level of uncertainty when it comes to pricing and product availability. But I think more importantly, I hope what really gets into the market is the importance of planning and longer term planning and collaboration between manufacturers, integrators and, and customers on their demands. That's really what we are asking everybody, all of our partners to keep us more in the loop of your future needs so we can actually prepare better. I think that will, be, that will be the most important is that um, increased visibility. When your lead times on components go from nine weeks to 26 to 52 weeks, that visibility is essential to deliver um, products to the market. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, uh, you know, what, what can you know, manufacturers, what can um, suppliers and, and everybody do to kind of help the integrators as well as you know, their clients 
um, prepare for this and, and, and what can consultants do when you look at some of these challenges? I mean, I think there's a combination of things. Uh, when I talk to consultants and, and integrators, it's more about, you know, registering opportunities with us, uh, putting bill of materials into our sales force so that we can actually feed our demand plan and, and hopefully prioritize allocation off of that too. So like we want to be able to reward people that actually provide us with heads up and, and visibility. And then from our perspective, it's really a matter of um, taking a look at what the real demands of the project are and trying to figure out new ways to you know present a solution. So you know for, for us, it's been a combination of we have a, a large catalog of different types of cores. We have a large um, uh, catalog of different endpoints. So there's usually different batches of equipment that could accomplish the same solution. So we are having to be a lot more flexible and agile in how we design systems on the fly with people who might not be able to give us that long lead time um, from a, uh, a planning perspective. One of the ways or a key way we to help our partners is to create transparency on and a realistic estimate and an understanding of what we can deliver to the market because that is the most essential information any company any integrator can work with today is what can i get today and it is very complex because there is a lot of um, changes in our portfolio because of um, upstream changes from us in supply chain uh, but i think that's one of the most important um, uh, philosophies any manufacturer can have today is have that transparency and very transparent communication even when it is hard come to the market to help partners um, plan their business and plan their operations yeah absolutely frank you mentioned something there uh, taking a look at, at different products in, in in your portfolio walk me through that because one of the things that that some engineers you know, we, we, we get into a, a comfortableness with, with a certain product, right? And as you're designing a system and, oh, I've always used this, I've always used X, Y, or Z, this seems like that, or this feels like that type of room, that type of system, whatever. Walk me through, you know, if, if we find out that something is, you know, backordered or not quite available or is longer than I need or longer than I want necessarily, walk me through that process with you or, you know, your, your, your counterparts and how you guys help those engineers kind of realize and maybe reimagine some of those systems. One of the biggest things that uh, QSC has done in the last couple of years that um, I think probably isn't really appreciated quite as much, but we acquired a company called Aterotech a couple of years ago. And Aterotech is kind of the industry standard for network-based endpoints, which um, provides a tremendous amount of scalability. So while Bringing Aterotech into the QSC business, we've actually driven uh, their product sales through the roof, and we've continued to develop new products in the Aterotech family. And so a good example that, that we see all the time today is that somebody might want to buy you know, uh, a certain flavor of core that has a certain I.O. on it, and we might not have that one available for a few weeks, but we might have the Core Nano in some pairing of Aterotech product that when you put those two things together, they can satisfy the needs of the project and in some cases do it more economically. So the, the Core Nano for us is our most low cost uh, core that we've ever brought to market. And um, it helps us break into price point uh, projects that we've never been able to touch in the past. And uh, it does not have IO, but 
by pairing it up with some of these awesome Ateriotech devices, you can actually put together solutions where maybe I don't need a lot of I.O. in the rack, but it's more convenient for me to have the I.O. distributed. And this is a big part of our strategy going forward, Tim. You're going to see a lot more endpoint devices from QSC to help bring this network vision to life. That's a longer conversation than we have for today, but there are there are certainly that. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. Not having I.O. locally is one of those things that, that the industry as a whole is moving towards, right? Where these these endpoints, and, and we, you, we can use the fancy terms of, you know, computing on the edge and, and in, endpoints on the edge type thing where, where the, the, uh, the, the IT industry is already kind of there, right? Um, you know, whether that's moving from hardware-based to, to software-based systems. Uh, actually, that, that brings us to another kind of point that you, you guys have over the course of the pandemic had a lot of certifications when it comes to these soft codecs. You know, 20 years ago, you had hardware-based video conferencing systems. Now you've got software-based ones, and you guys are, are leveraging the, the IT infrastructure of the network for things like Teams and Zooms and other certifications. Talk for a second, Frank, about what you guys have done to, to kind of update uh, the QSIS platform with some of these certifications. So one of the things that QSC did uh, leading into the pandemic, we realized that we were playing a little bit behind from the strategic alliance perspective. And we brought in a, a guy by the name of Jason Moss to really drive that for us. Um, and, and Jason brings kind of more mainstream IT alliance style um, conversations to the party. And then one of Jason's uh, staff members is everybody's friend, Corey Schaefer, who's uh, obviously an industry legend and a, an amazing uh, relationship builder. But they have really helped us drive the strategy with companies like Microsoft and Zoom. And you know, prior to Jason getting here, QSC did not have any certified solutions with Microsoft. And today we have the largest team certified portfolio in professional AV. And this includes you know, processors, amplifiers, a family of loudspeakers, video endpoints, cameras, plus the ability to integrate network microphones and control them in Microsoft Teams certified solutions. Um, and so we've got this ability to really bring QSIS into these what we call high value spaces, the biggest, most complicated, most important rooms in corporate America today. Um, and that's, you know, that's really been our strategy is to try to, to, to aim for that, uh, that level of project. All right, very cool. And as we wrap up here, I want you to take a second here and, and you talk to talk to the integrators, right? Talk to your clients, talk to the, the tech managers as well. As we kind of we're recording this, you know, uh, the end of, of August, you know, uh, we, we here at Aviation Nation are, are looking towards Infocom, you know, and, and some of that. But, you know, also towards the end of the year, there are some folks that are that are kind of nervous, not because the business isn't there, but, but, you know, because of some of these supply chains issues. Talk to them for a second and, and tell them, you know, uh, what you what they should do now and, and kind of, you know, not not assure them, but but you know, talk to them for a second about, you know, what you're looking forward to in, in the, the rest of 21, but also into 22. I will say 2021 will be very difficult. The second part of 2021 will be difficult for for the industry, for the world, from a supply chain perspective. Um, I will give the advice to please buy your Christmas presents early. Because the situation will, will, will not be easy for, for Christmas presents coming from, from all over the world. So that's just one word of advice here. But from an overall AV perspective, we see the supply chain disruption as a short to, me, short to medium term disruption. 
We brought the two small cores, the Core 8F and Nano, to market late last year. We have seen tremendous be, uh, demand. Uh, we knew there was a market there. It, the demand just outpaced all, all of our projections, and we haven't been able to keep up with it. Um, so we still um, have a lot of products that we actually already designed, but we're just waiting for the supply situation to resolve. So next year will be a flurry of new products, a lot of new exciting technologies from QSC to come to market. Um, and it will be a very, very exciting year. I actually think 2021, the second part of 2021 will be difficult, challenging. We all have to pull together to work through. We are working through a lot here. 2022 will start off very difficult, but I'm very confident that over the course of next calendar year, we'll be able to um, really turn to a, a true growth for the industry um, with a lot of new products and a lot less supply chain challenges that we have today. And from a QSC perspective, we are super excited about the future. Yeah, and I think I think for me, it's, it's don't be afraid to over-communicate to your key manufacturers. Um, to provide them with information, to constantly get uh, regular updates because so much of this stuff is so subject to change. And also really do your best to set your end users' expectations so that they're not caught flat-footed by this. Um, you know, the, the some of the stories that we've heard in other industries where, you know, it was shocking if you were the guy that was building a house and all of a sudden the price of lumber increased 4x, Right. But after you'd heard that story for 60, 90 days, people just shrugged their shoulders at it. But I think it's really about setting expectations at the end user level um, to, to make them aware of the problems that are, you know, in other industries are, you know, also in the AV industry. And, and hopefully get your manufacturers involved in that conversation as well. I mean, I think that having, uh, you know, somebody like myself or one of the people on my team be able to explain these issues to people, I think hopefully gets us you know, a much more, you know, happy end user at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for your time. Uh, Anna Johnson from QSC, how do people connect with you or QSC? So if you would like to contact us, there is, we have our QSC website, as well as a lot of our social media presence with LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. And, and also I should mention too, we, we just launched QSC communities recently as well. And that's a great way to just not only interact with, with people at QSC that are very close to the QSA solution, but a lot of really, really smart power users from all over right. the world. And the best place to start is um, our QSC website, and it has a lot of different resources, as well as our social media presence on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you both so much. For us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find programs like this as well as a host of others. I mentioned Infocom. We're going to go to Infocom uh, the 27th through the 29th. You can find out more information on the website there. And also check out our two weekly programs. One is called Resi Week. looks at the residential side. And the other one is AV Week. looks at the commercial side of the AV industry. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. 